welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. Fleet services and fleet customers should be familiar topics to the Nolan audience, as we have covered them many times in the publication. Maybe you have several fleet accounts that serve as repeat customers at your own shop, or maybe you're interested in learning more about bringing fleets into your quick lube. Either way, today's episode is for you. I spoke with Howard Kaufman, Business Development Manager for Fleets at Stonebriar Auto Services. Stonebriar is a Jiffy Lube franchise. Featured in the May issue of Nolan, you were among those featured in an article about the Fleet Formula, which is also available online for those listening who haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um, and I wanted to spend some time with you today on the podcast, going over the concept of fleet customers in a little bit more detail, and just fleets in general, what Quick Lube shops should know about fleets. But to start, can you introduce yourself and explain your role with Stonebriar? Well, first, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, appreciate it. Uh, my role before I joined Stonebriar two years ago, I had worked for many years uh, with Jiffy Lube and Shell as a national account manager, uh, built a lot of relationships uh, with folks, um, franchisees, as well as large national accounts. And when I left Shell, um, I was contacted by one of the, the vice presidents for Stonebriar that said, hey, I understand you're, you may be looking for some work. Um, we, you know, we, we, we've known you for some time. Let, let's talk. We need someone to steer our, our fleet business. And at that time, they didn't have a lot of stores. Now they have a lot of stores. So, <laughs> um, uh, and they just keep growing. But while they're growing, they realize that the fleet end of the business is kind of a different animal. It requires um, knowledge. It requires uh, a lot of training to the stores and, and folks on how to talk with those customers uh, to build a business. So that's what I've been doing. And we've uh, done very well and still continue to grow our fleet business uh, with all the Stonebriar network of stores. And I suppose for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Stonebriar, could you just contextualize Stonebriar a bit for them? Tell us uh, who you are. Sure. Uh, Stonebriar, they're headquartered in Frisco, Texas. Uh, we're approaching close to 100 service centers. Uh, everything is state-of-the-art for all the uh, the buildings they're either building or uh, acquiring. And they've built their business on on people uh, similar that they knew me for many years when I was calling on national accounts. I knew these folks as being very reputable, uh, easy to work with. So it, it was really an easy fit, but it's, it's really the people aspect that drew me into this, um, to this company and opportunity to still uh, enjoy what I like doing is creating business and maintaining those relationships. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for those overviews. Steering back to fleets here, um, let's just start a little bit more generally. Um, okay. What's important for 
people to know in this industry about national fleets versus local fleets? What would you say are some takeaways people should be paying attention to between those two differences? Yeah, great question. Um, national fleet, fleets vary greatly from local fleets. Um, in my experience, there's never two companies that have the same maintenance uh, policies, practices, and uh, the motivation for uh, procuring uh, fluid maintenance is very different. Um, with the national fleets, uh, it's really their the business is driven by a, a, a fleet maintenance company or a fleet manager. They hold on to their vehicles for a short period of time, maybe two, three, or four years, and they're, um, they recycle. COVID kind of uh, caused some issues <laughs> with, with that. But then, uh, so they really don't spend as much money on those vehicles because it's just a, a short period of time versus a local fleet who will have that vehicle with all the cost of upfitting. You know, they'll have what, 100 up to 200,000 miles because um, they don't have the luxury of going out and buying 5, 10, 15, 20 vehicles uh, every year. So they get the most out of them. And since they want to get the most out of them, they come to us for those extended services that they'll need to get the life out of that vehicle. So, it, it, and at the same time, it's it's harder to get that message delivered to the store because um, the the national fleets uh, are hard to control. They they can show up in a certain area depending where where all their their business is, um, but still, the bottom line to both of those fleets are. There's a lot of business to be won by the national and local fleets separately, but just going about it a little bit different. And is there any sort of special training or any you know key touch points in a person's job within the shop that's necessary for or navigating, I should say, fleet service? Yeah, there's a couple key points when it comes to training. Uh, whether it's national or local, it's really the store having awareness that, number one, it's a fleet. It's not a retail customer where the retail customer will come in. They decide what they want to purchase. When a fleet comes in, uh, that level of, of uh, expertise may not be there with the driver, but the uh, owner of the fleet, they may want to have certain things done at certain time frames, So it's really um, both awareness that they are a fleet, the service is different and their rules are different. And if they don't follow the rules, well, I get the phone call and have to take care of that, that customer. But um, it, it's all good because uh, we generally can, can narrow it down when we have a new, a new customer start uh, when it's a local fleet uh, because they, they have no problem giving us the business or having us service their vehicle, but they want to trust us first and they want to see how the experience is with their folks in the um, at, at the store. I'm glad you mentioned that experience too, because we talked about this for the, the fleet formula when we spoke mm -hmm. a little while back for that piece. But there's a component of relationship building with, with these fleet customers and fleet accounts. 
I'm wondering if you could kind of reiterate that importance or talk about that a little bit more. What does it look like to build relationships with these customers in particular? Yeah, that's a, always been a very vital uh, matter uh, over the years because every service, it starts and finishes at the store, uh, whether it's a, a, a prospect, whether it's somebody not happy with something. Um, and what I'll generally talk to when I was on uh, working for Shell and Jiffy Lube, talk to the franchisees, it's always about uh, communicating with that customer when you, you're trying to create that relationship with the customer. Uh, I'll generally call them the same day, whether it's uh, or, or email if I'm, I'm traveling. Hey, I, I have your call. I will call you tomorrow morning. And the other thing that builds it is, is being a good listener. Uh, all customers, even yourself in your personal life, you want to know that your business is valued. And how do you do that? You ask questions and you listen. And inevitably, the folks will tell you what they're unhappy about. So then you know what you need to do to set up that account. It's really just uh, creating that relationship through, uh, as I say, listening and talking to them like they're a friend. Uh, hard selling uh, will never win you over customers. And coming in as a, a true consultant, you'll be able to determine pretty fast uh, what these folks want to talk about. And since they want to talk to you, I've had situations where, okay, there's an issue. How do I solve it? And the people thank me because obviously with my experience, there isn't too much I haven't seen or heard in, in, in the fleet business. And it's, it's, it's vital to take care of that customer as fast as humanly possible. And sometimes in large organizations, uh, that doesn't work that way, but still, when it comes to be a fleet, if you can resolve that question uh, or, or service item uh, fast, then that's one way to build the customer service with a newer customer. Do you think there are any misconceptions out there that shop owners may have about working with fleets? Anything that you think you may be able to see the other side of, like you think that maybe these are just kind of misunderstandings about what it is working with fleets, anything like that that you can think of? Certainly. Um, I was traveling a couple of weeks ago with a district manager and um, in Texas, and within about a half an hour, I pointed out 10 possible uh, business opportunities with these vans, whether they were at a Starbucks or driving on the road, um, fleets sometimes get the negative connotation. Well, people don't want to buy anything. We're going to wait for our money. Um, if you were to talk to franchisees or successful franchisees, not just in Jiffy Lou, but others, um, they've built a pretty good base of business when it comes to fleets. So they know that if, if uh, say 10% of the business are fleets, they can count on that business to help lower the overall labor cost because that's business that's going to come into the store when either it's raining, snowing, um, bad weather. Fleets have to be on the road. And when the weather is inclement, great time to service fleets because the regular retail folks uh, won't really venture, venture off. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, 
if if they were to do some reading or even talk to their peers, um, they're leaving a lot of money on the table or helping us. <laughs> they don't want to service fleets. We'll take all that business all day long. It's it's very easy once they get into it. You mentioned some opportunities there with servicing fleets. From your perspective, what are the, the biggest opportunities to be found by including these customers in your business? The biggest is repeat. Um, once they've come back once or twice, you they they trust the system. It's fast service. Their, their, their business is valued in their mind. They're going to start purchasing more, uh, whether it's... Uh, air filters or uh, lights or brakes. Um, a lot of folks today are looking for that one-stop shop, which we fortunately have with our, our multi-care line, Jiffy Lube Multi-Care. So once they see that, oh, they're in and out, the billing's fine, everything is working the way Howard said it was, uh, all of a sudden we start selling more for the same customer. So that's really a, a, a low-hanging fruit or, or lower customer acquisition cost and uh the other that that people usually never bring up is the employees if you're servicing cars uh business vehicles whether it's fleet of five 20 or 30 they all have employees so by offering those type of programs now you've just tapped into another part that really falls under b to c but it's these little extras that help the business because the more vehicles that come in, the more potential revenue there is. And uh, there's obviously fixed costs that have to be paid, but when you have an additional amount of fleets, that just increases the profitability of, of the business's bottom line. And I suppose this can vary quite a bit, but from your perspective, what are some of the most common services that you see fleets coming in for, you know, oil changes, I think you mentioned brakes to what, what are you seeing the fleets really um, requesting quite a bit? Um, the trend in the last several years for them to request synthetic motor oils. Um, it's shortly, we carry it, but some other folks don't even carry conventional anymore. Uh, all the dealerships or OEMs are recommending synthetics. That's the way the world's going. Uh, tire rotation is a big, because of the extended drain intervals, that you really should be changed, uh, rotating those tires. While those tires are being rotated, we also let our customers know that, hey, we'd be happy to do a complimentary brake inspection for you while while the tires are off. If it needs something, we'll call you with those measurements. So it, it, once you have that, the, uh, the lights, wipers, air filters, uh, they'll come in time. Um, but it's those larger, we call Jiffy Lube Multicare or brakes, in services um it's it's something where once they purchase that from you and um the word gets out all of a sudden now this uh, that that service center is servicing uh, more cars they're asking for more things so while initially it just may be an oil change within a short period of time there's a lot more potential good profitable volume uh they're going to go somewhere to have this work. Why not have them come to us uh, at Jiffy Lube where we can provide all those services and minimize the, the amount of uh, stops or uh, vendors they have to manage where we, we have it all now. 
So for shops that are interested in carving out more of these fleet account relationships, how can they start that journey? What can they, what practical steps can they take to get those connections? Well, they could hire me, but (laughs) 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 Um, it's real easy. They just have to look and see what local businesses are in their area, uh, who's coming into this shop now, um, going out, uh, making the manager AGM, get on the phone, go uh, go to some folks and just do more local marketing. And once they realize that uh, there's a lot of business that could be had locally um, and that they'll come in and that they will spend money once the trust is built, um, then they'll probably say, well, how do we do more national business? That's a little bit harder only because there have to be those relationships between their their chain, most of the uh, larger independent, larger names out there. They all have relationships, but with fleet maintenance companies. But when it comes for a smaller, there still are ways that they can uh, get on that vendor list. So um, if these national fleets are in an area and they know that this. Uh, uh, loop shop is is on that list well that just means you know without really doing any advertising they may pick up a car or two a day but other than that would come in time but it's really the local fleets that that the smaller independents uh can win that business because they probably know a lot of people uh they probably know what people work those people have employee cars they have business cars it's just using those personal relationships um that that are coming into the store now or people who they know that that will definitely open up uh, more opportunities for them thanks for listening to the nolan podcast from national oil and lube news for more content visit nolan.net and follow nolan on facebook twitter and linkedin If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.